Are you having a baby? Are you going to find out if it's a boy or if it's a girl? Are you going to wait for the time to come and find out then? That's the topic on today's show. I'm joined by Adam Ryan. Lots of funny stories coming up on this one. I hope you're going to enjoy it. Hit that subscribe button. It's coming up right after this. Hi guys, Colm here. Welcome back to the Learning to Dad show, the show that brings you on my journey as I head towards parenthood here. Coming up in just a couple of weeks. I can't believe how close it is now. And I'm trying to get as much information as possible. I'm starting to run out of time here to get this information into my mind, into my brain, <laughs> and be ready to uh, get all things considered, be ready for parenthood. So on today's show, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, and he works for the NFL Network over there in LA, a busy, busy man. And uh, we're not going to be talking football today. We're not going to be talking fantasy football. We're going to be talking all about babies and what we should be doing with them. As a, a dad in his own right, uh, it is Mr. Adam Rank. Adam, welcome aboard the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, and it's an honor. First of all, let me say congratulations to you. It's an exciting time. Uh, I know the anxiety that you're going through, but uh, it's going to be good. Um, if I've learned anything about you over doing the pods, listening to the pods, is that uh, you're, you're a sharp young man, and uh, you're going to do just fine. <laughs> Hopefully still a sharp young man. Keep the young there in the brackets. Uh, <laughs> heading up towards the uh, the 30 years old now, 29 just recently. But I'll, uh, you know, a lot of people keep telling me that's very young, anyone that's older than me. So let's see how these years start to really fly in. My dad was in his 50s when he had me, so you're fine. <laughs> Plenty of time. And I guess, Adam, uh, there is a congrats in order for yourself as well as we uh, record this one. We're going to be talking all about baby number one, but uh, we'll have a, a baby number two on the way. We do, yeah. Uh, we have a, a baby due. A son is going to be born uh, in August. Uh, he's coming along. So I'm pretty sure, um, you know, most people have known, most people don't know. We haven't been like super hyper about telling everybody. And I know that it's, you know, she's what? It's close to 18 weeks, maybe 20 weeks now because being here in late March, you know, we're getting close. So if you're listening, if you want to offer me congratulations, and I can't imagine that you'll want to, but be cool about it just in case there are some people who haven't found out yet because we didn't do a whole huge thing. But you know what? Uh, so we'll keep it between us, but super excited about having uh, having the second one come aboard. We're still playing man defense, which I think is the key. Whenever you go from two to three, I think is the big one. So I think for the wife and I, I think we're pretty content with uh, – with uh, that we have a boy and a girl. So we're replacing ourselves. We've done our due diligence. That's what we're going to do. I think that's a perfect way to go about. And uh, when she's out there getting, you know, delivering the baby, I might be on the table next to her getting a vasectomy, but whatever. Uh, but we're ready to go. Yeah, those vasectomy stories uh, coming in thick and fast through the, the Twitter sphere as well, coming my way. And uh, our first guest of the show, Scott Fish, he actually had that procedure done and he didn't mention it when he was on the show. It was mentioned to me after the show. So that should have been in there in episode one, but we'll see what happens with Adam. Adam, you mentioned there already, you know, it's a boy with uh, child number one and the, it is a girl, may I add, it is Beverly. Uh, did you find out with uh, your first child, if it was a boy or a girl ahead of time? We haven't found out yet, so we're uh, still very much in the dark regarding that one. Yeah, that's what I would want to do. I think in a perfect world, we wouldn't have found out. We would have had two names prepared. We would have gone with a, a gender neutral kind of uh, situation with the bedroom. But uh, we do the we, we had to go through the IVF method. We had some problems with uh, conceiving a child. Uh, and then once we got to a point where we were doing uh, artificial insemination and things like that, we were uh, having problems uh, carrying 
the full term. So we had to go IVF. And when we do that, we had to go through genetic testing, which meant that we kind of knew whether it was going to be a boy or a girl ahead of time. So, you know, that part of it, that part of the magic was gone. But, you know, we're very blessed to have even have gotten to this point. I know for a lot of people, and I think it's one of the things that nobody really talks about is that a lot of women have to go through a lot of struggles to get pregnant. And uh, it's something that just nobody people really don't think about but it's really been a struggle and it was eye-opening for us and it's been a, a tough situation so if anybody is listening and anybody who's gone through this I think uh, there's kind of a, a fraternity of people who have to go through these kind of things now and it's getting a little bit more open so hopefully these women can get some support and realize that it's not their fault that sometimes um, you need a little help from mother nature you know with with science and everything like that so we're fortunate um, I listen. I'm not going to complain. Like if if the minor complaint is that I had the gender of the baby spoiled, I think that's a, that's a minor one. But I envy you that you're able to uh, wait till the last minute. I can't. I can't imagine how exciting that would be to not know uh, going into that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Which way are you leaning? You you want a boy or a girl? I absolutely have no preference, but uh, one of my friends had a child very recently uh, in the last two weeks, in fact, and it was a boy, and uh, I was thinking, you know, if it was a boy, you know, best friends could grow up together, but then again, you know, maybe if it was a boy and uh, the two of them hated each other, that would affect our friendship as well, so <laughs> it could work both ways, but I have to say at the moment, I uh, just, just want everything to go well, want the baby to be healthy, and then after that, uh, I'll take it from there and worry about it, and like you, the goal would be to have uh, one boy, one geared, and then, you know best of both worlds and we'd be very happy with that and i think it's very important to uh, mention on the note that you mentioned there that you know not we were very fortunate we uh, had no trouble uh, you know conceiving but a lot of people do have those problems and you mentioned you know there is help there there's different ways to go about it and you know it can be a very very daunting time for uh, a man or a woman or both as they go through that process yeah you know and it really and i, I think a lot of guys don't understand too like it's tough for you as well. So if there's anybody who's listening uh, to this and anybody who wants more information or want to talk about this, if you need a little support of anything like that, um, feel free to reach out with me or reach out to me. I'm happy to, uh, to talk about it and kind of help people out as they go through this. And I do want to also say, because I know that, because um, you don't know whether it's going to be a boy or a girl. And I do know uh, uh, Mike, the Miz, uh, anybody who's a, w, a wrestling fan, as you can see, I'm, I'm rocking this bullet club. Out. It's not cold. It's just that the lights are so obnoxious because I'm bald for people who don't know that if I didn't have this on, it would look terrible. I'm not trying to make a fashion statement. I mean, I don't mind representing the Bullet Club or anything like that. But uh, when The Miz, uh, he was coming on Fantasy Live and he was, I, I joked with him because they had announced his wife was pregnant. And I said, hey, I don't want to know the gender. Don't spoil it for me. And he's like, yeah, okay, like whoever you are, like whatever. Um, and then he's having a girl. Uh, which and she'll she's coming along in a couple. She, I think she's due on the sixth, so three days before you. And uh, I I talked to him about it a little bit because I didn't think that it was going to be a problem. But a lot of times it's funny talking to guys who are expecting girls and how I think most guys publicly always say things like, "Oh uh, well, you know, I don't care, you know, it's, it'll be cool." And I I'm here to tell you right now that girls are awesome, even as a macho guy who you know all that stuff girls are so awesome first of all they love their daddies um and they also can like the stuff that you like i mean my daughter likes my daughter used to love wrestling and i think what she she still kind of does but i think she loves the entrance music so she loves like nakamura she loves uh bobby rude uh she loved enzo amore because of his whole sing-along and she used to do all that kind of stuff 
And she also loves baseball, which is very huge to me, just because I've been taking her to baseball games for pretty much her whole life. Like, she was about three months old when, uh, uh, let's see, she was born in July, July, August. Yeah, about two and a half months old. We took her to her first game, and she's been going to games, and she legitimately likes it. It's not cotton candy or anything like that, but she likes I, – I strap her in like Carlos from The Hangover. Like, I put her in that little carrier, and we will stand there and watch a full game. So it's cool, and girls are awesome, and they're sometimes nicer. So uh, anybody, who's, anybody who's expecting a girl and you're like, oh, a girl, like, it's cool. It literally is cool, and if I had my druthers, if uh, if she would have been my only one, that would have been cool. I'm happy to have a boy, obviously. Um, but girls are cool, so don't anybody who ends anybody who's in that situation, don't fret. You're going to enjoy it because they're awesome. Yeah, it's just one of those things. When it happens, it happens. I'm probably in the same boat as you mentioned with those other guys. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm not too worried what it is and what it. But when it happens, then it's too. I can't be like, oh well, let's change this. Let's <laughs> let's do something about it. So it's just uh, one of those things. I'm just <laughs> going to get ready with, and I'll change uh, change it. if it's a boy. Maybe uh, I'll think that I know everything and then I'll find out very, very quickly that I don't. But you mentioned, you know, the, the baseball, you mentioned the wrestling. Of course, everyone's come to this podcast to get their wrestling talk. And uh, that's why we're here talking WWE. But when we talk about children, there's lots of things children. Like when I was a child, that's when I started watching was the WWF at the time. Grew up watching guys like Stone Cold, which probably when you're maybe eight or nine years old, you probably shouldn't have been watching at the time. But guys like The Rock, <laughs> the, the Rock has grown into something of an idol for mine as he's moved on throughout his career as well. You know, with this bookshelf behind me, his, uh, his autobiography from a long, long time ago, and he's probably a, an updated one out since that. But we talk about the funny stories, uh, the things growing up. But, you know, with your child at the moment, with Beverly, and you're taking her to the, I see on Facebook with the, at the baseball games. I know you love going to the baseball games, and, you know, you mentioned her watching the wrestling. But what are some of the funny stories? Is there any funny stories regarding those subjects that you have uh, regarding Beverly? Funny because uh, the first time that she started doing Enzo Amore's with the whole like, and you can't teach that, you know, like doing that whole thing. It kind of just floored me. Like it was like, Oh my gosh, like you never, you, you hear people talk about it, how they're sponges and like, Oh my God, they're sponges. But like when they really start getting into stuff like that. And like one time uh, we were at a, we were at a baseball game and I was walking through the concourse and there were times where you would walk behind something and she couldn't see the field and she'd start getting fussy. And I'm like, I don't get what she's like, what is she upset about? And then eventually you realize like, oh, wait, like she's getting upset because she can't see the game. You're like, oh, she's really internalizing it and doing things like that. And uh, so I always love that. And the, the one thing, though, about wrestling, and this is what we should be careful of, is that she loves to do like wrestling type of moves. And so she will, she will get up on the couch and she'll move all the cushions. And she'll stand on the couch and then fall face first. And, like, no hands. Like, she's falling face first in the couch, and she bounces. And then she gets up, and she goes, was that funny? Was that fun? <laughs> Like, that's the question. That's what she's concerned about. She wants to make sure what she's doing is funny. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that she's doing this. And so uh, the fact that she's asking, I go, you're asking the right questions because everything in your life should be centered around is what I'm doing funny. So I, I do appreciate that. 
And when we look, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about the wrestling moves, it brings back so many memories for me. My brother's uh, two and a half years younger than me. I have a lot of friends my age, and we used to just grow up. It was around the time that uh, the WWF at the time started doing the Do Not Try This at Home videos. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if they were aimed at us, but uh, there was quite a lot of, you know, there's, you a, couple, specifically. there's a couple of cassette tapes uh, lying around in my mum and dad's house where we actually stole their video camera. We actually, you know, found a field, we recorded, and uh, it just started to get, pretty crazy you know where you're watching guys like mick foley and uh, all those sort of things going oh, on yeah. and uh, so maybe those uh, videos were targeted at us but when we look then we're moving kind of through it traditions family traditions i don't know maybe uh, falling off the couch face first onto the floor as a family tradition in the in the rank household but have you any uh, family traditions started in, in the two and a half years with uh, your daughter we do uh well we just brought her into the traditions that we are already doing uh with ourselves and I know I'm going back to the baseball well again but it's something um that we can bond over and so we started the tri- like we always go to the Angels home opener and we're always out for that and so she's been a part of that as well so every year if you um if you're if we're if we're Facebook buddies you'll notice cuz every year it gets updated there's always a photo from us um always a photo from us opening day of the uh, of the angels, we'll have photos of that. We are always because uh, we have family in Las Vegas, so we always take uh, we always take her out to uh, see the family in Nevada um, on her birthday. So we've taken a photo with her at the same spot in Las Vegas for every year, every birthday with her. So she's going to have that hopeful like chronological type thing going on. And then there's um, you know when I was uh, when I was a child, my dad would always go out and get us donuts on Sunday morning. It was just like something that he would do. And uh, my wife and I never did that. Like it was never like a big thing for us. But now that we have the uh, the child, and it's tough during football season because you're like, Ugh. so, you know, but it's been Saturday mornings now. But now we do like the Saturday morning donut type thing. Like, oh, it's a Saturday morning. And it's the dumb things like that, but it also is something – uh, that is carried with you, you know, and I'm, I, we try to think of something to do Christmas wise, uh, of, of like, um, you know, whether it's opening presents on Christmas Eve or doing whatever, but we haven't quite nailed down the, uh, the Christmas one we do like outside of like going to church or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so it's just little, little things like, um, little traditions like that, that just kind of, you know, hopefully that she remembers from her childhood because she's not going to remember a lot of what's going along right now. Although we've tried, we, we sing everything. Like any time that she, like if she has a, we have a diaper song, we have a go to bed song. And uh, this was the crazy thing too, is uh, we have a good night song. When it's time, uh, when it's time for her to go to bed, you know, I just sing a little thing like, good night, baby. Good night, baby. Good night, baby. It's time to go to bed. It's a little bit more drawn out, but, um, but just like the melody of that. So when I was uh, when I was at the Super Bowl a couple months ago, um, we were doing FaceTime, and I'm like, and my wife's like, "Oh man, I don't know how I'm going to get her to go to bed." You know, it was the first night, so I started singing it over FaceTime, and she literally jumped off the couch and started just running up the stairs. And like, she could be doing anything; she could be involved because we, you know, she has a Kindle that she plays with and I'll, I'll start humming the song without the words and she'll be like, ah, no, you know, she'll, she'll protest like, no, no, <laughs> I'll grab the Kindle from her and she, and she starts singing it herself. So, and then if she's tired, you know, she'll start singing it. So I don't know if that's necessarily a tradition, but it's something, you know, that we do. 
Yeah, it's definitely anything that uh, you do as a, as a, maybe we'll say a family or a pairing, whatever way we want to look at it. You know, we have to include the other halves in this, our better halves. You know, they take all the responsibility of uh, taking the whole child into their body and giving birth to the child. So we have to give them credit. So whatever we can do as uh, fathers to, to make that bond with our, you mentioned your daughter, with our children, I think is a, a very key thing. And I think, you know, you mentioned the thing I thought was interesting there with the picture, having the picture at the same place every year. And it gives you that thing, you know, maybe when, the, when she's 18 on her 18th birthday, if you have 18 pictures and a, a collage or something, it'll be a very interesting one to see. There's just to see the differences over the years. Uh, so a very, very cool idea. Something that I'm definitely, I think, going to try and steal from you there, Adam, and use it. The only interesting oh, I had please. Like, the only tradition I had like that in my house was uh, my mother used to put us against the kitchen door and do a little line above our heads. Oh and, yeah, and uh, yeah, so, do that, do that for sure. Yeah, we yeah. we have that on our bedroom door. Yeah, so I I grew all the way up to uh, the door is six foot six, and I grew up to six foot six. So the line is literally at the top of the door, and you. <laughs> oh wow, kind of, you're that uh, tall! Nice, yeah, six six. Yeah, so I kind of I ran out a little bit of space, but uh, it's always a cool thing. I tell a lot of people about the door and. You know, being the height of the door and things like that but it's just a, a novelty in our, 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 our household if i can get the words out and when you look at it it's just about different stories and everyone everyone's different households but you know you, you've had obviously a great time uh, and uh, the early stages of fatherhood i hope to have as good a time but when when you started off obviously like me at this exact moment in time i'm looking at i'm saying yeah I'm, this is going to change that's going to change little bits and pieces my life will alter in different ways but was there anything that you kind of thought yeah, it's going to go this way. And then there was a massive surprise. And you're like, Whoa, well, this is just completely different than I thought it was going to be uh, once I got to this point. It is different because I don't know if you have nieces or nephews. Uh, we have a bunch zero, of them. We, zero. Zero. Okay. So we at least had some sort of experience uh, with kids and children. My, my wife and I have 15 nieces and nephews between my sister and her sister and uh, my sister's daughter and everything like that. So there's, there's a wide range of kids. And I don't know, and it's, it's kind of funny because, like, I play favorites, and I don't know if that's the way I should be. I don't know if it's weird to have a favorite niece or nephew, but I think it's weird that I rank them on a whiteboard that I update every Monday. That might be a little too much. Well, you know, you got to give them something to shoot for. you, you got to make, them, them, make them try and climb that ladder. Right? And then, like, when little Wade comes over, and he's like, Uncle Buddy, and I – he calls me Uncle Buddy because I don't give my real name. But I say, listen, I go, and he's like, how? He's like, I don't know. How do I move up this list? And I said, I don't know. But let's just say that beer's not getting out of the fridge by itself. Um, so you give them something to, to strive for and something to do. Um, but it's different when it's your own child, you know, because at some point, like, they have, like, most, most days are great. Like, every day is great. And then some days are not going to be like as great. And then you're sitting there looking at your child and you're like, Oh my God, you're going to be here tomorrow. Aren't you like, Oh no. Um, it's not, it's, but there, it, it, it's the 24 seven ness of it that I think that as much as you want to prepare yourself for that, as much as you want to be like, I'm ready for this. This is something I really want. And I think everybody's in this, in, in this scenario, like I really want to do this. I'm really having a lot of fun with it, but it's like, it's 24-7, and you cannot take your eye off them for a moment. Like, you always, especially when they're super young, you always have to be aware of everything they're doing. Like, and when they're, when they're quiet is when you've got to be the most worried. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'll do that. Like, we'll be in the living room. Like, she will just be sitting there hanging out, playing. She'll be coloring or doing something. And, I'll, you know, I'll be sitting there reading. And I'll look, hey, what, what, what's going on? And she's, like, looking at me like I'm a lunatic. She's like, Papa, color, <laughs> I color. Uh, and you're like, okay, sorry about that. Um, 
So that was, I think that was the biggest surprise. It's not a surprise. It's like the biggest adjustment. Yeah. Um, but it's also the, also the biggest surprise uh, to me as well is uh, one of the things that you obviously won't be able to do. And I don't know what your lifestyle was like before this, but you know, we used to go out a lot, uh, spend a lot of time going out to eat, uh, spending our time in public houses and taverns and things like that. And you know, for anything is that, I honestly don't miss it as much as I thought I would. Like, it's not like you, I don't have a super desire to do. I, I listen, I still like to do it. There'll be some afternoons that I'll go down and do it. And thankfully the tap room, uh, by my house, that's within walking distance, it's about a half hour walk that I can put the baby in the stroller and walk her down. And, uh, you know, I can walk her and then put her in her, you know, keep her in her stroller. She can have her Kindle where she can do her thing and I could go out there and have a, a pint and then walk home. But the one thing was, is like how much I don't miss that. Like it's, it's really been refreshing. Like you, you can still have fun, but it's different fun. Like I now enjoy going out to the park and drinking coffee or whatever it is and, and playing on the slide and doing all that stuff. So we're still having fun. Uh, but it's just a different kind of fun. And the great thing is, is you don't wake up hung over because of it. Um, you're just out there having a good time. So that was one of the things like, I don't, it's terrible to say that that's a surprise that they're, that they're more enjoyable than I thought. But I think a lot of people dread like how, how much their life changes and it does. And I'm not going to sit here and BS you and like, it obviously changes, but at the same point, you can still make the child have to adjust to you. Like they don't, they don't have to dictate everything. Like they, they dictate an awful lot. Like don't get me wrong, but you can also, uh, dictate to them too, you know, like, Hey, Lil, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to teach you how to consort yourself at a baseball game. This is what our family has done for years. You're going to continue to do it and do it as well. And then also realize this for the first eight months or so, if you go out to eat, they're a joy because they stay in their car seat or whatever. They're like a paperweight. They don't really do much. And it's kind of like, ah, whatever. Like at some point they'll become mobile and you'll be like, Oh wait, like they're not as cool being in public as I once thought. Cause that was the thing too. Like for the first eight months, cause we go out to dinner every Tuesday night. It's been a tradition that we've, I that's another tradition. We go out to sushi and uh, she doesn't eat sushi, but the wife and I eat sushi or my wife doesn't now because of, you know, everything. Uh, cause she can't eat raw fish. But yeah. that is the one thing is like, for the, you're like, Oh, she's rocking. Like this baby's cool. Like you can take her anywhere. And then like, once she learns to walk, she's going to want to walk everywhere. And like, I walk, I walk. And you're like trying to keep, keep her, you know, handled. And it's funny because Aditi Kinkabwala, whose son is the same age as my daughter, she was like the same way. Like, I thought this kid was so cool. Like, <laughs> just chill for the first. And then you're like, oh, they're a mobile human being now. And it, and it changes things. So take advantage of those first six to nine months uh, where they're, you know, where they're not mobile and uh, enjoy some stuff. But it, it really is. Uh, there really is. a. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, get the uh, get the eating out. Get those meals when you're out in the restaurant done uh, yes. for six months, and then uh, take out from the rest of the way forward. After that, pretty much. <laughs> we we don't tend to go out a lot to any. Uh, we go to restaurants quite a bit. But we don't go to uh, bars that a lot. So uh, hopefully that won't affect me too much. But you know, I spend a lot of time doing uh, these kind of shows, these kind of side projects, and maybe uh, there could be some screaming in the back of some of them as we move forward, or <laughs> some crying. And don't. Oh my gosh! And don't worry about that. I know my wife freaks out. Um, she's like, oh my God, there's a baby. Cause I'll do like Facebook lives yeah. as well and do some other things. She's like, oh, was the I'm like, people don't care. Like, no. that's the one thing. Like people don't care. 
And also when your baby, like, first of all, the sweetest sound in the world, and this is the God's honest truth, and I think any parent will agree with me, the sweetest sound in the world, in the world is a baby crying in public, but that baby's not yours. And you're like, oh, my God, thank God it's not mine. But you also have to realize that most people are parents, and most people feel bad for you. Like, that's the one thing I've noticed now is, like, whenever I'm out and there's a baby who's, like, fussing or acting up or doing anything, and I know and the parent's, like, mortified, like, just, just like, looking over the parent, like, I, like, oh, no, like, hey, my daughter's, you know, she's two and blah, blah, and, like, just letting them know. Like, you, you, you become part of a club uh, to where you're like, yeah, I know what you're going through. Like, it's one of those things, and you'll, you'll get it. I know when I was probably in my 20s, um, I was like, calm that baby down. Like, how, what kind of parent are you? And then you're like, oh, yeah, you've, you, you, you sometimes eventually run out of control. Like, even the sweetest kid will just dead weight you and be like, no, I'm not walking. You're like, ugh. But uh, okay. it's still, but, but all of it's still overwhelmingly good. Overnight, that's going to happen to me. I'll be like, oh, no, this kid. And then I'll be like, oh, my kids do not now. I just have to <laughs> try and avoid that. You, <laughs> ma- you mentioned as well, and where is the kid? Where is the kid gone? Uh, I think what I'm going to try and do is get a little uh, kind of gateways put along all the doors in the house so <laughs> they can't escape from that room. That is, uh, I think, what my plan is going to be there because I don't know if my heart could take uh, just trying to figure out where they are at every single passing second of the time. And I guess, you know, you've had a few things there. I don't know if they're going to be your advice for me at a couple of different uh, tips there is there anything that you know as you before you become a parent you mightn't have thought of but now obviously you are a parent you think this was what I wish I knew at the time is there any one piece of uh, you know magic life-saving advice that you have for me <laughs> I feel I've been laying it all out for you no um I thought about that because um, you know the the magic words is that I know a lot here's the one thing this is the one thing that I've been thinking about and I remember when, you know, we were expecting the one thing, and you've probably heard this a lot, is the whole, like, they grow up so fast. Make sure you, 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 you know, you really enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, shut up. I'm like, it's not that way. And then it turns out that it really is that way. Like, it really is that way that they grow up so fast that even though it's hard to imagine, uh, and I look back at photos of her, uh, when she was, you know, a newborn and you're like, Oh my God, she looks different. Like I can barely remember that, but you're like, my God, she's almost three. You know, it's what it's, uh, the end of March right now. And she's going to be three in July and just thinking about it and being like, my God, like, where did it all go? Like everybody was right. They do grow up so fast. And I hear that once they, um, once they get older, like once they start getting into school, that it goes even faster. So my advice to you would be to enjoy every single moment of it. Take as many pictures as possible. Because uh, if I ever have, it's so ridiculous. Like, like my baby will drive me crazy sometimes. And like, I, I'll be so frustrated with her. And I'll be like, I got to, I got to sit there. I got, you got to take your nap. Like you're going down for your nap. And it's, you know, that's usually like an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours of like, okay, I can sit here. <laughs> and enjoy my, myself. And instead of enjoying myself, I'm looking at photos of her. I'm like, this kid who was just driving me crazy 20 minutes ago, and I'm sitting here looking at photos like, oh, look at her. She's so adorable. <laughs> like, I just saw her. Like, I, I couldn't wait to put her in bed like 20 minutes ago. And now, uh, so enjoy every moment. Uh, realize uh, you don't have all the answers that 
every you, you do realize that uh, going through this as well is that oh wow my parents were human beings and they just you know they just were were going through I mean it was different for me because my two sisters are way older so they were kind of like veterans at this whole you know thing and I think that a lot of times they're like yeah whatever you just like make things actually you know what it actually worked against me because a lot of times you hear about the third kid or like whatever the the youngest child of like oh yeah the parents are so lax and you know they don't care and you can do anything and you can light the house on fire or whatever but my two older sisters got in trouble and were such rebellious teenagers that they made my parents stricter like i'm supposed to be you know benefiting from from lax parents and I got stricter parents, but anyways, I that's a that's a that's a story for another pod at some point. Um, but just enjoy it. Like that was my one thing. Like I enjoy it. Realize you're not going to have all the answers. Uh, take all the help when people do it. I know a lot of people. Um, my wife does not like to let people help. You know, and you know everybody. Like we live in a nice little community of people who want to babysit our child. You know, just and I, I'm not like going out for a weekend. Like. Going out for a meal, you know, yeah. and so when anybody, if anybody ever offers you like, hey, you know, like, hey, let us watch it. Because I know you were just saying, you know, you'd like to go out to restaurants and enjoy a meal. Like whenever somebody offers to say, hey, we'll watch your baby for a couple hours. It's a couple hours. Take advantage of it. I'm finally getting my wife to come around to that. Uh, I want you to jump out of the gate of being the person who will be able to take advantage of anybody who wants to do that for you. And if it's grandparents or neighbors or brothers or sisters or whoever it is take advantage of that nice nice advice and uh, you know you mentioned there that you'll re- realize that you don't know everything well the whole point adam of me doing this show is to know everything i have to know everything before we kick this all <laughs> off <laughs> only joking obviously but uh trying to figure out as much as i can but you mentioned with the nieces and nephews you can't have that advantage um, i have uh, younger like cousins and that that have been around but never uh, any really, really close uh, relations, like you mentioned, with a niece or a nephew. But when we're looking through now, the rest of the things, you know, you mentioned you don't really miss going to the tavern as much as you used to. Is there anything that you do miss from uh, before you had uh, Beverly? I mean, there are certain times uh, when you think about big events, uh, being able to, you know, it's, you know, my wife's birthday was in February, you know, picking up and going to Vegas for her birthday, like those kind of things. Like, yeah, obviously you're going to miss uh, opportunities like that, but then realize that because we went, but we went through so much and it took us so long to finally go out and have our child that like, we can't be too upset about it. Cause a lot of people don't get that nice runway of like, God, we had a decade, uh, uh together of doing things like that. So it's not like, it's not like I'm missing it, but there is, there are times, you know, just even when we're out to eat or whatever, and We've had somebody, you know, watch the baby while we went out and just enjoyed ourselves for a second. Like you do kind of miss that a little bit, but realize that those, those kind of things are fleeting. Um, it would be nice, you know, at times you're like, ah, uh, but ultimately you miss it, but you don't, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, but it's just like the spur of the moment. Actually, the thing of it, here's the thing that I miss being able to be like, Oh, I need to go to the store. And then walking out of the house 20 seconds later, <laughs> like that is the one thing I think that I miss. Cause it's such a, it's such a like, Oh, like we got to go to the store. Like, okay, well, let me see. I got to grab the backpack. Come here. I got to get your shoes on. Where's your sweat? And like 20 minutes late, like I would have been to the store and back. And like, you almost sit there. I, I would never do this, but you're like, gosh, I would she even know I was gone. I would be no, but, um, 
But it's one of those things like that. I think that's it. That's what I meant. That's the one that I've cracked it. That's the one thing that I've missed the most is that being able to leave at a, at a, at a scheduled time. Yeah. Uh, that is the one thing. But uh, again, I think these are all things. But again, with all this stuff, this is stuff that you're going to miss when your child becomes five and is in school. Like, you'll be like, I can't believe, like, ah, oh, it's driving me crazy. Like, put her shoes on, like, all this stuff. And then you'll be like, oh, man, I really miss that. I miss putting her to bed. Like, even, um, like, I used to, uh, to uh, we would give the, the girl the bottle before she went to bed. And we would do this thing, and we would go out, and they're like, okay. So we'd, you know, take her to bed, change her. Uh, read her a couple of books and then have a bottle of milk. And I would sit there for like a half hour and hold her while she drank milk. And uh, my wife would bottle feed her, put her in bed, but I'm like, I don't, you know, see her as much. So I would bottle feed her and hold her for like an extra 20 minutes. And then, you know, eventually it's like, you know, you don't want them to have a bottle before bed and everything like that. And like, I literally miss that now. Like, so, um, so the things that you don't think that you miss or think you miss or whatever, um, you end up missing, but I don't know. I don't even remember what the question was. Things that I missed: <laughs> leaving the house at a, at a quick time, uh, dropping we, everything, being like, "I gotta go." Uh, when you mentioned uh, leaving the house really quick, really swiftly, and getting out of there, what I imagined uh, because my next question on the sheet is, "Which TV family are you most like?" My the vision I got in my head was Adam Rank running out of his kitchen like Fred Flintstone and getting into his car and just kicking his feet as fast as he could to uh, get down to the shop. <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah i i think the flintstones that's a pretty good one that's i thought about it because i'm like uh we're not quite to the simpsons because they have a couple of children and everything and i'm like we're actually you know we're a nice family and uh uh the flintstones was one i was thinking of because uh instead of the water buffalo hat i have a bullet club hat um <laughs> I don't go to the lodge as much, but yeah. And then when I'm done working, I like to slide out of the dinosaur and get back home uh, as quickly as possible. And thankfully, you know, my wife's only job is, uh, is being a mother. Okay. And so uh, I, I don't know. That. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing too, is like, people are like, does your wife work? And I'm like, yes. Like, what does she do? I'm like, she's a mother. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if your wife is taking outside employment or anything like that. Uh, or whatever it is, but if if she's a stay-at-home mom, make sure, and this goes for everybody, if your wife is a stay-at-home mom and people ask you if your wife works, the answer to that question is yes. She the has the best is, job ever. She's talk, a mother. The and if, job in the world. Yes. Yeah. And if she works outside of the house, does your wife work? Yes. She has two jobs. <laughs> really, what does she do? Oh, she is an accountant for a security firm. And she's also a mother. Like, remember that, and uh, that'll be the best gift that you could give her. And, uh, well, my wife, uh, for the people listening, is actually a, a veterinarian, so uh, she has a very busy job. So we'll see after the baby uh, to see how we fit those two things together because it's going to be a hell of a lot of work doing both of those, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see, but we'll worry about that when the, when the time gets there. But we're talking about, uh, you know, I mentioned that I can't actually believe that I mentioned Fred Flintstone and that was the the one you're thinking of of all the cartoons in the entire uh, world uh, I think I'm I'm taking huge pride in getting that one I'm, I must be getting you know some sort of mind reading powers looking down the camera at you Adam Well but they and they also they also had one girl they had they had the one girl and I know it's going to be changing so perhaps if you know if uh, if your family starts growing and we do this again I'll have to change my answer but 
I was like, because I was trying to think of like what family, what what TV family has, you know, mom, dad, and a girl. And I'm like, oh, Flintstones. It's crazy, crazy the way that fell in. But I know when we talked on uh, my the OTI podcast talking about the NFL and fantasy football, the last time you were on, we had like a, I don't know, a 10-minute conversation about Disney films. So the next question up is Disney films. And uh, I know for a fact that uh, Disney films and other films and cartoon-wise have uh, fallen into a big part in your household. Uh, what is Beverly's favorite uh, Disney film or you know Pixar, whatever it is, we're not going to discriminate, but Disney would be my uh, gallery of choice when uh, you know, I went to Disney World as part of our honeymoon and Really uh, fell, fell in love with uh, Mickey Mouse and the whole crew over there at that time. Well, we're in luck because we live about 15 minutes from Disneyland, the original Disneyland. Yeah. So we're always going to have an affinity, even though, you know, some of the, some of the other films uh, from outside studios like Trolls. She loves Trolls. She loves uh, – she started watching The Secret Life of Pets. and So she likes those movies. But now ultimately it comes back to um, – it comes back to the Disney films. And what's funny is that she goes in spurts and waves and it's, she'll lock into something uh, for a while and she'll get into it. It's kind of like music. You know, I think with us with music, like you'll get into a band, like you'll get into like grooves where you're like, Oh my God, I'm listening to blink 182 a lot, you know, for these couple of months. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's, um, you know, cold play. Well, it's never cold play, but if you, you know, <laughs> It's uh, you too, you know, Daft Punk or whatever. You too, yeah. You know, like it's into something else, but you not that you don't like it. Not it's not like you're over. You know, it's not like you get over uh, that. But it's like oh, but you know, you you start circling around and having and doing other things. Uh, it's like for a couple of weeks there, for a couple of months there, strong into the Moana. She loved Moana, and it's funny that she loves The Rock, and I love The Rock, but the in different ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So I love it, and we'll sing that song like "You're Welcome." But yeah, she still awesome, walks around. Awesome. She still walks around and, and does that. Like Beverly, thank you. Oh, by the way, everybody listening to this pod, her kayfabe name is Ahsoka, but I'm letting you guys in behind the curtain. Like this is like it's like we're talking about a wrestling show, yeah. and instead of yeah. saying Triple H, we're saying Paul. You know, like, oh, and Paul was doing this or whatever. You know, like, this uh, is du- like... Du- this Dwayne. We're talking about Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne. <laughs> We're talking about Phil Brooks, not CM yeah. Punk. You know, like that type of thing. So everybody be cool with that. Um, although I will say this. This is a... This is a, I don't... I'm going to say this is a funny story. It might not be. But so... So Beverly's kayfabe name is Ahsoka. And it's a joke and everybody loves it. So when we got pregnant with the boy... My wife's like, what? We have no idea what, uh, what to name, what to, uh, what to name him, uh, because Beverly is named after my mother, and her middle name is Claire. So it's Beverly Claire, and that was my dad's name was actually Claire. It wasn't Clay, it was Claire. So Beverly Claire. So that one was really easy. So we had that one nailed and didn't even think about it. And uh, had we had another girl, you know, we had another one with Ruby for her grandmother, uh, and everything like that. So we started joking around and she's like, well, what should we call the boy for right now? So we've been calling him Wedge, like Wedge Antilles. And, and it's really starting to gain momentum in that we're getting close to 20 weeks and we haven't pivoted off that because she hated it at first, but Beverly loves it so much because she'll go up to the belly and be like, hi, Wedge. Hi, Wedge. Um, 
and she'll do that. So we're kind of like, you know, like this could actually happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just just on the note of that, uh, a very very similar story, and I don't know how this came about. So we had uh, I, my wife said, you know, told me we're, we're having a baby. There's a she'd done it, kind of give me a card, all this here part of it, and then uh, so I don't know somewhere around maybe last November, uh, it started becoming Felbert was the name. It just We kept, kind of picked the most ridiculous name. Uh, sorry if there's any Felberts out listening to the, to the show. We kind of picked this ridiculous name. But anyway, it came to Christmas. Everyone was talking about, how's Felbert doing? Felbert, Felbert, Felbert. It came to the stage where her mother actually bought some presents for the baby last Christmas and had a sack with the name Felbert across the top of it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Apparently, that can be taken off and re-stitched on with a different name. But it's funny, like you mentioned, it's kind of stuck and stuck and stuck the whole way through and we're like yeah it's definitely not gonna be the name but at some point we might be like well it worked this far <laughs> oh it's gonna be the name that's, i'm really starting to i'm it's it's like uh uh i don't know how much you guys follow college basketball but like there's a cinderella like there'll be a cinderella in march madness you know um that's going through and you're like oh like eventually you start to believe that that team could win and wedge was like a 14 seed but now it's like, oh my gosh, this could really happen. Like this could really be, there could really be a birth certificate with a kid named Wedge. And like, mm. I don't know, it's kind of a sweet name. Um, so I'm not mad at it, uh, but we'll see. We, we always say that uh, famous people have the, the craziest names for their children. So Adam, you, you're, you have quite enough with your comedy, with your NFL network work. Am I famous? That's the thing. Is like, am I famous enough to pull this off? That's, yeah. that's really the question. Let, let us up in the, the YouTube comments. Let us know if uh, Adam's famous. <laughs> yeah. right, do you agree with we- with Wedge? Give it the thumbs do up. Do you like Wedge? Yes. <laughs> so uh, when we're moving on, uh, the last question I have for you is, you know, we've talked about obviously the best things about having children. You've mentioned all the great stories, but I want to know when you were young, you know, we've talked about wrestling. You probably watched wrestling like I did from a very young age. Maybe that was what your life goal was. But when you were a child, what was that childhood dream for Adam Rank? And, uh, you know, You've done a lot of things in your life, but uh, what was the, the dream at the start of it all? And have you, have you got to it? You know what? It's funny um, because I've always loved wrestling since I was a kid. And the one thing is um, I used to get, I used to have bad allergies as a child. So I'd always have like a respiratory illness every year. And my mom would always go out and buy me back in the day when people did magazines like Pro Wrestling Illustrated and all these things. And uh, it was really something I thought, like, I could do that. Like, I, you know, and so my parents were like, no, that's not happening. You're not <laughs> going to be a professional. You're not going to be a professional. Because like, you go through the whole thing, like, I want to be a professional athlete. I want to do this. And you realize, like, no, you're not quite that athletic. And I think at some point uh, early on, I started to develop this desire to be a TV, like, news personality uh, to be somebody who is doing comedy. I used to love to watch stand-up comedy. There would be shows like A&E's Evening at the Improv and all these Caroline's Comedy Hour and all this stuff. And then Comedy Central started, you know, and you would be able to be exposed to all these comedians. And I was like, well, I think I could probably do something like that. And like, I was in a talent show in college and that was my, like my talent was doing a stand-up routine that I had written. Um, and then writing and wanting to do broadcast television. I didn't realize too, like when I was like, I'd always wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to go about it. And I didn't really um, have any guidance because my two older sisters didn't go to college. 
Uh, my dad went straight into the Navy right out of high, like he was in high school. Um, so I never really understood like all this vocational stuff uh, until I got into college and I started learning like, wait, I can major in radio, TV, film. Like this is amazing. So I think as far back, I, I'm pretty close. Like outside of being the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, <laughs> I'm pretty close to nailing what I've always wanted to do with my life. So I feel pretty good about that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, hitting those heights. And, you know, when you reach those goals, I guess the thing is you always have to try and reach uh, higher again. So we'll see what Adam Rank takes in the, in the next couple of years. But uh, being uh, on the Learning to Dad show is probably at the pinnacle of uh, you know, what you ever could have expected. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I think um, one of my essays of, like, lifelong dreams, I think I might have written at one point that I wanted to be in a tag team with uh, Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair. And to me, I'm like, that that door's not closed. They're, no, they, they're still they, alive. They're I, know still profe- I know professional wrestlers. Like, they're, like that almost can still happen. Like, yeah. it's, I can't completely close the door on that, although I probably should. Uh, for their sake, not mine. <laughs> Could you? That that is always the good. You know, talking about Hulk Hogan, what you going to do, brother? And then Adam Ranks, and I don't care what you're going to do. I'm going to beat you anyway because I'm younger, I'm fitter, and I'm ready to go. But we've had a lot of fun uh, talk, Adam. Obviously, here as we talk through on the learning. Today. I hope so. I feel like I rambled about a lot of nonsense. I had like things I wanted to talk about about but then i think once we just started i just started going all over the place hey that's what that's what we're here for we're here to entertain the uh, masses that uh, listen to the show that watch it on youtube and of course hopefully they're going to hit that subscribe button to come back for all the episodes as i mentioned it is closing in now on uh, just over uh, just under two weeks rather until the baby is due and adam obviously has a baby on the way it's incredible throughout this series the amount of people who have uh, you know have children that have come on the podcast and have either just had their second child or else are heading to have their second child so it's a, a really uh, interesting time here for all of us as we kind of develop and if we do another year of this maybe down the line when i'm starting to figure out what i'm doing but maybe we have a second child in the way i'll come back get that advice from adam and uh, figure things out from there but as i mentioned a moment ago please do hit that subscribe button come back for the rest of the shows, there's a lot of stuff up on the channel, a lot of different interviews with different people as I get the advice of what I need to do. So hopefully, if you have any good advice for me or anything we discussed today, put it down in the comment section there and let us know uh, your thoughts on what I need to do, what I should be doing. And uh, of course, until we're back with another one, have a good one.